Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert, and we're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. We should, like, take that front part that we do where we introduce ourselves and, like, flip it and reverse it so it sounds really cool and demonic. What? Like, like, take the audio of us introducing ourselves and, like, cut it and then reverse it and put it back in. So it's like, it sounds like we're, sounds like we're summoning something yeah, yeah. while we're introducing yeah. ourselves. All right. Anyway, welcome to this podcast today where we talk about stuff that's happening in the horror world. Um, we got some news today and a bunch of trailers and we might talk about Malignant <laughs> if we get there. Yeah, if we um, can get to it. So, you have Which a lot of new stuff you wanted to talk about today, so why don't you start with some of this news. Alright. So, um, apparently Hulu is, they've got the rights to the Hellraiser. Um, I don't know when that happened. We may have even talked about that before and I forgot. Mm. But, uh, I guess they've begun filming in Serbia. Uh, Serbian I... Hellraiser. That's gonna be <laughs> <a thing. laughs> <laughs> yes, please be the that Serbian about it. Just like d- super campy. I um I don't I don't know I don't really feel that great about it. Or I'm very tentative about it because like I feel like the only two Hellraisers that are really any good are the first two. Um and the mm. third one's okay and then it just drops off a cliff after that. And I and part of the reason that they're so awesome is just the practical effects is is a lot of fun. And the characters, are like, the, you know, the demons, the Cenobites, are a lot of fun. Um, and I liked all that stuff, that, all the designs that they came up with for that. Um, but I don't trust Hulu. Um, I feel like the only thing that they've done that I can think of off the top of my head where I was, like, that was impressive, like, I really liked it, was Wounds. That's the only thing I can think of. I feel like everything else, especially in their Into the Dark, has been a major disappointment for me as a whole as a whole yeah um we looked at from like a high level yeah there's like definitely good ones but it's not like the majority yeah and i would say even the good the good ones it's like that was good it's not like wow that was a really good like i can't think of one where i was like yeah man i'm glad i watched that Mm -hmm. i thought the one with the board game that they play on halloween was kind of cool i like that one at least it was kind of interesting as far as, like, campy... I've, I've getting like... I've been watching some pretty campy horror lately, so it doesn't take a lot to, like, kind of make me enjoy a movie at this point, because with this time of year, I'm, like, mainlining horror. I'm, like, listening to No Sleep Podcasts all day long and watching horror movies all the time, so, like, like I'm just like, ah, oh, i got to get my fix in, and so like, watch a shitty horror movie, and it's like, ah, oh, cool, that guy died really well. Okay, move on. <laughs> so maybe I'm giving it too yeah. much credit. <laughs> Well, I just don't, I don't know, I don't trust Hulu, it needs to earn the trust, um, and so I'm hoping that this is a, an opportunity to, like, revive the franchise that's been dying. Pretty sure it's a movie. Okay. Pretty sure it's, that they, if I, if it's the same thing that I remember, it, it's supposed to be some level of, sort of, remake, I think, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, if it's a remake, it, it I, I don't know, they don't I think it's ready. Remake it. They just need to, like, continue it, man. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with it, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it needs to be a remake in the sense of, like, you know, we need to reintroduce the Cenobites one by one, um, but, <laughs> yeah, like, not. hopefully, 
yeah, hopefully it'll just be like it, they'll call it a remake, but like you said, it's basically a sequel. It's just that they don't have to make it seem like it's a continuation of anything else. Yeah. Um, it's just jump back into the universe. And so like, I know you didn't like it, but the Grudge kind of did that, right? Like they kind of like uh, they did like um, Avengers on the Hulk. Where they like zoomed through the first movie or like referenced it lightly and blah blah blah, and they're like, okay, now it's in America, and we're like, okay, cool, we got we yeah. got what happened, even if it wasn't exactly what happened, and now we're here. Yes. And that was kind of yeah. I liked that aspect of it, even though the movie wasn't super good. Um, like it still did I a good job a of point. like following it up in a way that was unique. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm getting more and more excited about this Chucky show as as I like kind of read more and more about it. Like, I don't know, man. Is this going to be like one of the best things sci-fi ever does? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I, I feel like sci-fi has a pretty good record on the horror front, like especially like TV show wise. Like, um, they've done some pretty good stuff, and uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Like that they uh, said that they're going to. Um, cover Charles Re- Lee Ray's past, mm-hmm. um, like do some uh, some prequely stuff uh, of what he was doing before he became Chucky, and as we all know, he was a pretty nasty serial killer before he went into the doll. Mm-hmm. So and he was like voodoo. He like knew a bunch about voodoo apparently at some point. Yeah. So um, I've, there's a lot of stuff that can be really interesting about pursuing that side of things, and I, I think it was that's a pretty smart idea. Like, is it, I think it'd even be interesting if they did like some, like, cut-back-and-forth stuff, um, where, like, something that the doll is doing is something that he also did before, and so they're, like, doing some kind of, like, back-and-forth throughout the episode of, like, yeah. oh, this is why he hates these kind of, he this is why he hates redheads, you know, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> like, or gingers, <laughs> and, like, you know, whatever, so, um, I, I feel like that would be really interesting, um, and they could do, know, like, like, a, like, like, kind of like they did with, like, Ash vs. Evil Dead, where they were able to, like, like, not redo stuff, but redo stuff, you know, like, they, they didn't really take anything that was old, but they went to old locations, they kind of did new things with old locations, they, they did, they did, but I hope they also kind of, you make it unique enough that, like, it's not just a revamp of, like, all the Chucky movies and Bride of Chucky and Son of Chucky, like, they should, I think they have free reign, I hope they understand they have free reign to kind of go with their own thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would, uh, be okay with retconning, um, everything up to like bride of chucky um not to bash those too much i i mean i thought that bride of chucky was a fun idea i guess but i thought personally i thought seed of chucky was like jumping the shark yeah and (laughs) i i was not a big fan um and, and i didn't like that at that point it was it was like let's just be completely wacky and stupid yeah and like let's not take this seriously at all anymore and i'm like i understand that some people think that Chucky is ridiculous. Like, why are people afraid of a doll? But like, for me personally, like, just probably, probably partly because I grew up on him. But I was like, these things, like, he legitimately freaked me out as a kid. And I know that he makes jokes, and he's like, it's goofy that there's a killer doll. But like, it's when he's like bloodthirsty, it's pretty terrifying. And I don't think that I, I just, I, I just wouldn't want it to lose that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like when it lost that, it just became something else entirely, and uh, and I feel like every time they've gone back to it, where he's it's like, no, remember this guy's a serial killer just stuck in a doll. Yeah. It's been a lot better. Yeah. Like, that, I've liked those a lot more. Yeah, but. it's a little bit more down to earth too for those Nolan fans. Ha! All right, moving on. 
Uh, <laughs> this one, I have no idea what is going on here. I'd like you to introduce this topic. <laughs> so I just uh, came across this little tidbit of news um, that, you know, is horror related. Um, a lawyer in Galveston, Texas, uh, he uh, was arrested um, after he was strolling on a beach um, dressed as Michael Myers with a bloody knife. Um, I didn't see anything in the report that said whether or not the knife was fake, um, but I am going to assume it was. Uh, he based said it on was a the joke, fact that, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, he said it was a joke. Um, it doesn't sound like he was like, like retained for any reason uh, or detained for any reason. Um, and I think that they like arrested him and then like released him a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> but apparently he did it till he was like, if people didn't think it was funny with me walking on the beach surely they would be laughing at this article, basically. Like, yeah. people would be la laughing at this report of a lawyer getting arrested for walking around in a Michael Myers suit. And supposedly, that's he said that's why he did it, was for a laugh. So, I, Hey, it's better than why <laughs> those, like, know. creepy clown guys were dressing up and messing with people for a long time, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> I, I just, like, I really hope that a couple of times he was just kind of, he just, like, kind of, like, like, you know, he, he just, I just really hope that he was walking pensively. Like, just, like, kind of staring out at the ocean, and then, like, picking up a rock and, like, tossing it. Yeah, and like... Just, get, I don't know, just oh picturing man, that Michael Myers I is funny. Yeah. was here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Alright, let's move on to some trailers. So, uh, actually, I, I think for once, I'm excited about every single one of these trailers. Um, The first one's from a show, a new movie from Netflix called There's Something Inside, Someone Inside Your House. And I think this is like probably like a like a like a like a like a it's um <laughs> gonna give me scream vibes like this looks very scream to me like Wes Craven slasher new new age slasher it, it looks like what the scream TV show was trying to do but it's doing it better yeah it's got that like satire that like satire vibe to it mm -hmm. and this like self awareness um. Uh, that makes it look like it's going to be pretty fun. And I, I feel like Net Netflix has been, like, up and down over the years, but it's also been trying the longest. Um, so, I mean, you can only go so long before you make a few duds. And I feel like up and down hit is... it up. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, they've also hit it out of the park, too, a couple times. So, like, I, I don't... I, I don't just assume this is going to suck just because it's Netflix, because I yeah. Netflix has a way better track record than, like, Hulu and Amazon. Um, I think Shudder is the only one that has a better record than Netflix, probably, <laughs> in streaming. That's true. Um, I guess Up and Down is more like we didn't like it, but I, get, I think there's an audience for almost every single Netflix movie, right? Like, that's kind of their, their bread true. and butter is, like, you know, putting out what they know they need to make money off of and not really, like, trying to cater to us weirdos all the time <laughs> it's true and they spread it around pretty well yeah. um but i mean like i mean i, I can't <laughs> I, what, what is it the perfectionist or not the perfectionist the perfection um like yeah that movie was for like 10 people but it was <laughs> but it's so i thought that movie was, was good, so good. Oh, yeah. i love that movie yeah. i just don't i feel like it disturbed <laughs> a lot of people and i just think that i was, I was like yeah yeah i think that's what it was trying to do I watched Jennifer's that. Body the other day, and I think that's kind of why I'm excited for this movie, because, like, high school, like, monster of the week slasher stuff is just kind of, like, always going to have a place in my heart, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, the next one is a Shudder one, and I cannot even articulate how excited I am after watching this trailer for VHS 94. Um, 
uh, I am, I am, Shudder puts out the best anthology stuff ever, and the fact that Shudder is making a VHS movie, I have goosebumps, dude. I can't even <laughs> right now. I'm so excited <laughs> for this just... movie. This is gonna be like my probably number one movie for the year if it's if it's not shitty. Like, did this qualify care. as goosebumps on a demon? Is that is that is that? Oh, what I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, this is what the humans yeah. call. Them. We're trying to relate to people. All right. They'll know right. what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I'm really excited for it. Um, I mean VHS. I know that people knock the third one, but it's like, yeah, the third one wasn't great compared to the other two. Yeah, but the, and, it, and it really <laughs> wasn't that the, the shorts weren't good. It was that the the through story wasn't good. Yeah, it was nonsense. Um, yeah, and, and, but they're all three like pretty dang entertaining, and uh, so like you've got a franchise that's already like done everything on the right track, and then you have Shutter that's done really good original content, and like you said, especially anthologies. This it's just gonna be really hard for this not to be amazing, and like I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited too. This it's gonna be. There's great. a scene where somebody like in it in the like a view like puts like a robot gun on their hand, and I'm like, what is happening here? What is going on? <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited. Uh, it's gonna be ridiculous. <sighs> and it looks like <laughs> like based off the trailer, a bunch of them are all kind of like different too. They're not like. Like, they keep it with the theme of, like, you know, not every one of them is, like, a zombie one, right? Or something like that. Which is good. Yeah. Like, it would be really boring if they were all the same thing. But if this comes out on October 6th, I believe. Um, so, like, you know, be ready for that, because you're going to want to watch it. Heck yeah. Um, another Netflix, Netflix spitting hot fire with uh, Mike Flanagan's new <laughs> show for this year called Midnight Mass. It's got a lot of the same actors as, like, his previous iterations. You know, the stuff from, uh, you know... Haunting of Hill House, House and Bly Bly Manor. Manor. Uh, I don't know if this one is one of those stories like Turn of the Screw or not. I don't know at all. But it does look kind of interesting. It's not his traditional kind of haunted house thing. So, uh, well, that he's done the last two years. Sorry, not traditional. But he's, it's not his previous stuff. So I'm excited to see where he goes with this. It looks like it could be a little Campbell Covey, versus, but like also could be more of like a like a cult thing. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested. Color me interested. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for this one, and like, like I loved um, *Honey of Hill House*. Um, I hated *Blind Manor*. Um, I, I, just being honest, like I hated it, and I, it's not Mike Flanagan's fault. It's well, unless he picked this, but if he picked *The Turning of the Screw*, it's one of the most boring horror stories that is only known because it's a classic just because it, it's old but like, was his version of it a better version than other versions i guess is really what it what it comes down to right like his... I, I i don't think so and the reason i think i don't think so is because at least the other iterations are movies and so you're only dealing with it for an hour and a half this drew it out over 10 episodes and it's already a boring plot and so no i don't think it was but that's that's my personal opinion it's not and it, again it has nothing to do with Mike Flanagan it has everything to do with that plot just isn't interesting to me to me to me it's it's fine if you liked it but I don't know anybody who actually enjoyed Bly Manor and I didn't hate it but I, it thought it was more boring than other ones like yeah but this one looks amazing to me like I think I'm just really excited for it because it feels original I don't I, don't, I like you said um, I'm not 100% if it's based on something else just because Bly Manor was. Um, and then you had, like, you know, 
Haunting of Hill House, that's something that's been done before. So this is probably being pulled from something, but I don't know what it is. And um, it looks original to me. And it definitely looks like there's a lot more happening in this than there was in Bly Manor. Like, there's a lady that's pregnant, and there's clearly something going on there. They're, like, stuck on an island, it looks like. Um, all of these people. And, yeah, like you said, there's some cult vibes. Uh, all sorts of strange happenings. And, I don't know. It, and, and, supposedly, all the episodes are direct, directed by Mike Flanagan instead of just, like, so, a couple of them. It doesn't look yeah. like there's any reference to it being based on anything. So, this is my pure, pure original. Which, yeah, that makes me more excited. Um, and even though, even if it's, there's, you know, there might be some, maybe some issues in the story and the writing because it's not based on an original work, uh, because that's what he's done to this point. Uh, uh, no, like with a lot of other non, no, not as not, his movies haven't been. No, you're right. Well, uh, Dr. Sleep. Well, but, sorry. Well, that, but that's, the other ones. Yeah. I would even say, though, that his Dr. Sleep... I don't know if he wrote it, but that Dr. Sleep was different than the book. Like, you know, different oh, enough it's, that, it's like... so good. It was... Anyway, and, like, Hush, you know, you have the Ouija movies, stuff like that. So, anyway, let's move on to our last trailer. Um, but we're excited about Midnight Mass. The last trailer is for a movie called Moonfall. It comes out in 2022. I just found randomly... Um, this is a re- sequel to Skyfall. No, it's absolutely uh, not oh, that. It's, not. it's oh, a sequel okay. to Geostorm. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not a sequel at all. It's done by the same guy who did uh, Independence Day and some and basically every big you know apocalypse movie you've ever seen or heard of. Natural disaster. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's about the moon falling into Earth. But what has I think Sigal and I a little bit excited about this movie is that the last like. 20% of the trailer implies that there's some other kind of thing happening that might be alien, like, or some type of alien, right? Um, so I just say watch the trailer, and I think I'm going to be excited for it because it's a big-budget movie that has pretty good CG that might have a cool alien in it. <laughs> so I don't know that I'll pay for yeah. it, though. I might just see it when it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of just depends, like, you know, if you start hearing, like, really good word of mouth, then it's like, okay, maybe I should see this in theaters. But yeah. it's one it's something that you might be willing to wait on. <laughs> yeah, see, for but, sure. Um, or if you have somebody with, that like, works in the Emmerich's... theater, go see it for free. <laughs> yeah, just like with Emmerich's track record, it's it's not that he's had made bad movies. Um, I, th- I feel like most of his movies are at the very least, like, mildly, or, like, they're at least, like, brain-dead entertaining, at the very least. And, yeah. like, you can just sit back and enjoy the eye candy um, of cities getting destroyed. Um, but... This one looks like he might, I don't know, like, it, there's just a little bit of an extra edge to it. It's not like he hasn't done alien stuff before, um, but it's, it, it would just be, it looks like it'd be kind of more going back to his roots of, like, an original piece, because independent, the second Independence Day sucked. Uh, there was a did. second Independence Day? Yeah, what was it called, Resurgence or something like that? Oh, I have no idea, I, I didn't even know it existed till just now. Oh, yeah, it, uh, personally, did not find it good at all. Um, it, it doesn't hold a candle to the first one, which is still carried through with at least some level of charisma. I, I don't know. It wasn't good. But, Fair so enough. it'd be nice to see him a, to tackle it in an original piece. Okay. Did he direct the second Independence Day too? I think he did. Okay. But I could be wrong. I, I, I sh- probably shouldn't throw that on him if I don't know. Because that's kind of <laughs> messed <not>. up. Maybe <laughs> not. Alright, let's <laughs> chat about some movies we saw. So, um, one of the movies that we both saw that I think 
uh, we'll probably talk about for the rest of the time, depending on how it goes, is malignant. So, um, don't get this confused with demonic, which is not mm-hmm. malignant. Malignant is the new James Wan movie, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, I like that it definitely broke away from previous James Wan, like, stuff. You know, a lot of his previous stuff has been ghosts and demonic forces, and this is a little bit more, like, of, not visceral isn't the right word, but is a little bit more... Oh, what am I trying to say? Um, s- set in the real... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Like, uh, it's a little bit more, like, earthly realm-based, kind of. I know he's trying to, like, t- connect it to stuff that can actually happen. It was kind of an interesting premise, but... Oh, what do you think? Am I going yeah, too far I, without I, spoiler I... warning? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it's alright. Uh, it, it's, um... For me, yeah, I totally agree. It was like a different type of movie um, that he's than what he's done in the past. Like, I feel like, may, you know, maybe he's you know pretty aware of like you know how things are going. Like, it, hey, it's super cool. I made this, you know, I helped establish this James Wan universe, and like it's one, it's like the most successful horror thing. Like, you know, t- to have created all of this these spinoffs and stuff of from The Conjuring and Insidious and. It's so cool that I made all these things, but there's so many, I'm going to call them ghost directors, that are just basically imitating his style, um, that, like, it's like, well, if he just does it again, it's like, yeah, it'll probably be better than those guys, but it's just been done so many times, it would be a safe success, like, it would probably be fun, it'd be a good movie, but would it be James Wan level good? You know, even though he's the one making it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what he's given us is, like, some pretty original pieces. Like, I mean, even though we don't care for it very much, he essentially kicked off the torture porn genre with Saw. Even though Saw itself I like is the original porn. Saw. Like, I'm a big the, fan the of the The original's Saw. amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the original's amazing, but it's the only one that isn't torture porn. It's just that, like, he's kind of attributed to being, like, the... It's it's attributed to being, like, the cornerstone, cornerstone of that. Mm-hmm. And... It, like so, like he kind of kicked off this whole subgenre um, unwittingly, uh, and he. But like that movie's really original. Like everybody, like there are a lot of people that can go and be like, I hate horror movies, but Saw is like a legit movie. And, frankly, and then you got the Conjuring. He did Dead Silence too, which is one of the scarier movies I've ever watched. Like Dead yeah, Silence and is it, pretty good. Like, and he took he took a bunch of chances with that, and I feel like Dead Silence is probably the closest one to Malignant that he's made, because he yeah. was like. I don't care if it's a little campy. Like, I'm trying to tell a, a fun story, like an original story, something for you to actually not know what's going to happen. And I feel like, it, like you, I, I feel like in Dead Silence it was the same thing as Malignant. There were scenes where I was laughing out loud, and it wasn't because I thought the movie was stupid. It was just that it was very, it was like ridiculous. Like what was happening? It's like this is insane. What's happening on the screen is insane, and it's making me laugh. But it's because I'm enjoying it so much. It's not because I think it's stupid. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I know that if I recommend this to people, they're going to be like, okay, that was stupid. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, I can see where you're coming from. But if you are just willing to embrace the ridiculousness of this plot, it is so stinking fun. Yeah, it's and, like, really good. The final act of that movie is such a blast. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and like, I feel like, um, I mean, I have heard some, um, I, I've now, uh, you know, 
heard from some people that have that have watched it and you know i had a, i had a couple people that said that they couldn't make it through it um they they turned it off after 45 minutes um i i've and i think that their complaint um was reasonable but to me it i think that the movie was deserving of more patience um but their reasoning was that like it just was really boring and i was like okay if you watch a lot of horror movies as these people did then I can understand why you'd be a little bit bored at the beginning, because it feels like standard fare. Like, it feels pretty formulaic at first. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, there's a slasher. Okay, I've seen the person has visions of the killer before. Like, I think there's, like, six episodes of The X-Files that do that. Like, I get it. I've seen this before. And if you're, like, to me, I was just so intrigued. I was engaged because I was like, I want to know why. Because there's clearly a why. There isn't just... This lady is randomly psychic. There's something else there. So I wanted to know. And so that was enough to keep me engaged. And I thought that the kind of like 80s campiness of it, of like the killer, was intriguing to me. Because I'm like, I don't know, this it's different. Like something feels very different about it, even if it does feel slightly formulaic. And I was like, I just have a feeling this is going somewhere. And then it does. Like then it, like everything explodes. And... I just, I don't know. I, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it, I thought it was crazy, like, how there were so many sequences that were, like, that felt more like action sequences. Um, yeah, like the prison scene or the chase scene. Like, yeah. Yes, the, yeah, like the chase scene with the cop, for example. I was like, what is my, what am I watching? This feels like a Blade movie. <laughs> yeah. With the way that it was filmed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a huge fan of that movie because I thought it took a lot of chances. And, it, like, much like The Last Jedi, it just kind of spat in the face of things that have come before it and i really like that it did some interesting stuff like it's not a traditional horror movie you know insert more hipster commentary here i guess but i don't know it was new enough and it was different enough and interesting enough that like i don't i've, I've watched all the fear street movies you don't get much campier than like some of the stuff we saw in there like you, you i i've watched a lot of like b movies lately and that the, the Malignant was not a campy movie when it comes to, like, comparing it to, like, actual campy movies, right? Like, we're talking about... I watched Poltergeist the other day. That the movie has some pretty big camp in it, like... <laughs> but it's good. Like, I like it still, but, you know, it, it's... It's... We gotta... It's... You just... I guess you gotta view it in a different... If you think it's campy, then that's fine. Like, you're entitled to your opinion, I guess, right? But I also feel like you probably haven't seen very many horror movies... Like, if you think it's pretty campy. Like, there's scenes in it that are, like, really... But I actually didn't notice any of those until after someone pointed it out to me. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's kind of silly, but... I don't know. I guess I was just I, I, I do feel, I do feel like the opening scene is, like, straight out of an 80s B-movie. Like, really? the way it, it... Yeah, like, with the whole, like, you know, I mean, semi-spoilers, but, I mean, this is the opening scene, so how much is it really spoiling? But, like, when it zooms in on that doctor and she's like, we have to cut out the cancer oh, yeah. and then it cuts to the title it's like that's the cheesiest thing yeah. and, and but i did like but i but at the same time i was like okay i know what i'm in for like when it did that and and so like i was like okay this yeah, that was to me, really felt well. like a yeah exactly and you're like okay to me I, at, at that point i was basically in my head saying all right i have to make a decision am i willing to get into this or not like based on that because i'm like i now know that this isn't going to be a like the same James Wan that we've gotten from the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, so am I going to embrace it or not? And I was like, I, you know what? No, let's go into yeah, this and let's have some let's fun. Let's lean in. I, I think it's <laughs> yeah. important that we point something out here. And, like, James Wan has produced a frick load of movies, right? But yeah. it's, I think, important to note that there is a discrepancy between the movies that he's produced and are good and the movies that he's produced and bad. So he did the first two Insidiouses, and then the new Insidious is done by Adam Robel and another guy. But Adam Robel actually directed The Taking of Deborah Logan. So I have high hopes for the new Insidious movie. When we look at The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, it's directed by the same person who did La La Rona, and that movie was not no. good. So... Like, no. we could have track record this, right, and known what movies were going to be good or bad. If we look at The Nun, right, Corin Hardy it did The Nun. He did The Hollow, so it could have been pretty good, right? Uh, and But unfortunately, it was not, so you can't hit them all. But, so we have, like, one of every type right now, right? <laughs> so it's interesting to look at, like, you know... Well, what... and, then you have, and then you have Lee Winnell, um, who directed um, one of the Insidiouses, I believe, and that's the guy that did Upgrade and The Invisible Man, who's crazy talented. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sorry, I just had to no, no, it's a good point. But, point. but then, <laughs> like, it's like he does the first few movies, and then he lets like one of his director friends like do something for it, right? And that's a cool way to do that, right? Because the guy who directed Annabelle Comes Home is the same guy who wrote for it and wrote for the first Annabelle movies. So it's like, hey, you want to try to direct one? And they're like, sure, that sounds cool. Like, let's try it out, you know? And that's a pretty interesting way to do it. You know, it's it's probably a little bit of nepotism, but that's that's not necessarily the worst if you're giving people a chance to do certain things. And so I always think, though, if you go back and look at what he's actually directed, Saw, Dead Silence, Insidious, The Conjuring, Insidious, Insidious Chapter 2, Fat Furious 7, which I thought was pretty cool, Aquaman, The Conjuring 2, like... There's stuff here, and all of this stuff is pretty much fire. Like, all these movies are really good, right? Or they're really good yeah. for their time, or something like that. Um, that's... It's it's great. Like, it's cool to be able to rely on him being a director and being good. And he's even got this TV series coming out called Archive 81 that looks pretty dope, and I'm excited for it now. But I, I think... When we have James Wan try and take a chance, he's always going to do something interesting, right? Saw was interesting. Dead Silence was interesting. Insidious was the first of its kind, right? Like, we had something crazy happening there. Uh, Conjuring was, like, you know, his first attempt at basing something off of a real story, right? Um, so on and so forth. So every time he's come out of the gate swinging, and it's been really great. And I don't personally think Malignant is worse than any of the, like, other movies he's directed. It's, it's very unique to him, and if... It fits with his, you know, filmography. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, it fits with him because he takes chances and tries new things. Yeah. And it's, and thankfully, he's more successful doing that than, you know, Neil Blomkamp is. Um, but although I wish Neil Blomkamp was as successful as he was <laughs> with the ideas that he comes up with, he just can't execute. But yeah. I, um, yeah, I agree. And, and I think that just because, you know, some people out there are like, eh, this isn't, I, I didn't like it, that's fine. Like, you'll probably still love his next one, because he's going to do something different. Yeah, and he always, <laughs> like, oh, they're doing a Crooked Man movie? Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> he, uh, he always, you can tell, this is, I think, 
his filmography is a steady, a really cool steady in, right? Because you can tell when he gets bored with a movie series because he passes it off to someone else and he's just a producer on it, right? And he uses the production credits and the money he makes to do his projects, like Rodriguez, right? Like Roger Ro- Robert Rodriguez, like makes a Spy Kid movie, makes three kind of dumb Rodriguez movies like Machete, right? Um, and it's really cool to be able to see, like, okay, like you could tell after Insidious Two he's kind of done with it, and he's like, I think someone else should take a shot at this. And that's an interesting thing to see. Like, he produced Mortal Kombat. He was involved in, like, the Swamp Thing, the Spiral movie. He's writing this Crooked Man movie, which makes me really excited. Uh, yeah. Anyway, because the Crooked Man is from is from The Conjuring 2. Conjuring which is 2. Which really cool, so. And, and, uh, I, and I, I, The Conjuring 2 is my favorite of The Conjuring movies. And, and, and part of it was because I thought the Crooked Man design was fantastic. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? <laughs> he... he, he He's not involved in Sinister at all, right? Which I thought was kind of... I always thought that was kind of the same realm, but absolutely he's not, so... You know. Yeah, it feels like it should be, because it's kind of... if the, the the way it was filmed feels like a, you know, a James Wan universe type of movie. And yeah, you know, and it came out yeah. in the middle of all of those. Um, and I feel like some people have made some, at least from like a fan theory perspectives have made some correlations um, mm-hmm. between the movies, but I, I don't know if it goes anywhere outside of fan theory. I don't know if they've bothered to actually try to connect the two. But Weirdly enough, though, I think that the guy that was working, the guy who directed Sinister is the same guy who directed Doctor Strange and is involved in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse as a producer, which I could be lots of cool things could happen there. Anyway, we're not talking about Malignant anymore. Go watch Malignant if you have HBO, because I think it might be on there. It's just going out. It's cool. Yeah, it might be heading out. Check it out. But yeah, try try to check it out if you can. Um, it may be gone by the time you get there, but it'll be around. So look for it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think about what we talked about today. And see you next time. See you.